0: Mel Tucker spoke at Big Ten Media Days. He talked about defense, lessons learned, the quarterbacks, all sorts of stuff. We get into all that. And yes, hey, as it stands right now, Michigan State versus Michigan for the first time will be under the lights in Spartan Stadium. And yeah, against all odds, a very basic quote from Mel Tucker got their fan base upset. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans. Your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team. Every day. Spartan friends, Spartan family, Locked on Spartans listeners. Thank you so much for kicking off your day with us here at Locked on Spartans, your team in green and white three days a week until next week. We're back to five days a week. That's right, football season almost upon us. Holy smokes, the summer is flying by. Before we get into the meat of today's show, hey, please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast or YouTube channel. Also, Locked on spartans at gmail.com. If you ever want to reach out, let's get into it. Wednesday morning in Indianapolis, Mel Tucker takes the podium and just a vintage Mel Tucker press conference to kick off Big Ten media days. Nothing outlandish, all right? Nothing that's going to grab a national headline, which you know is a trap that we see a lot of coaches go into at their conference media days, and more importantly, for a vintage Mel Tucker performance. Really sharp suit, I gotta say. A nice green plaid suit, so way to rock that like a champion, Mel. All right, so he had his opening statement, and again, you know, nothing too flashy, but there are some things that we could take out of this little 12-minute press conference appearance from Mel Tucker. Quote, We have a very hungry, focused, and determined team. Quote, No doubt the most talent we've had top to bottom on our roster. I don't think that's coach speak. I think there's a lot of truth to that. And then also, quote, we have competition at every single position. Now, we're going to slam on the brakes there because, well, yeah, like a lot of coaches do, if they do it correctly at their press conferences and media days, a lot of coach speak. Tons of coach, So much coach speak, it'll make your face turn green and you're looking for the nearby trash. But hold on now. When he says there's a battle at every position group, is he actually telling the truth here? Let's take a look at that right now. I think for the offense, yeah, I think that is 100% spot on, a good way to look at things. Because, hey, is there well, a battle at the quarterback position? Gee, I don't know. You tell me it's the only thing that anyone wants to talk about this offseason. Uh, running back? Sure, of course there's a battle going on there. Jalen Berger, strong end to his season last year, averaged over 5 yards per carry in the last month of the season. And, well... Nathan Carter, transferred from UConn, led the nation in yards after contact before he missed the rest of the season with injury, and then Jaron Mangum will have something to say about that as well. Gee, will wide receiver have any position battles going on? Uh, The only guy you could really sharpie in there is Trey Mosley, and then everyone else, well, best of luck to you. I'm sure there will be plenty of reps for all those guys, just like with the tight end position as well. Yes, we have Malik Carr, but... Michigan State made sure to set a single-season record for most offseason transfers at a single position with the tight end. So, yeah, there's going to be plenty of competition there as well. And the offensive line, look, right now you can look at it. Brandon Baldwin, J.D. Duplaine, Nick Samak, Geno Vandermark, Spencer Brown as your starting five. But, pff, man, I don't know, top-rated Juco transfer, Keyshawn Blackstock? I mean... Can he find his way in the starting lineup? And even if he doesn't, he's going to get plenty of reps. But, I mean, gee, so will more guys behind him like Dallas Fincher, Kevin Wigginton, Ethan Boyd. I mean, there's a few names I'm leaving off here. But, guys, for the first time, the offensive line has depth. This is very exciting. But, anyway, to the defensive side, I think it's a little more concrete with the position battles going on. Like defensive end, Chris Bogle, Tumasi Adelaide. Yes, Avery Dunn will have something to say about that as well. And then, well, the true freshman by Job Andrew DePape. And we'll talk more about those guys here in a little bit. But I think right now Chris Bogle and say for the defensive end. Defensive tackle, probably a set starting two there with Simeon Barrow, Derek Harmon, but hey, Jalen Sami, Maverick Hansen, Dre Butler, Jarrett Jackson right behind them. That'll be an interesting for who's on the two deep. And then linebacker as well. Look, Jacoby Windman, sharpie him in. Cal Halliday, most likely sharpie him in. But then Darius Snow, how healthy will he be for the season? You have Aaron Brule coming back. Angelo Gross, too, could be a sleeper for that nickel position as well. And then, well, cornerback, you could probably, hmm, maybe not sharpie him, but get a good magic marker and, you know, one that won't rub off very easily. And Marky Lowry and Chuck Brantley for your starting cornerbacks, although Young Guns, Chance Rucker, Caleb Coley right behind them. And then safety, you could probably sharpie in Jaron Mangum. Oh sorry, Jaden Mangum, excuse me, Jaden Mangum and Malik Spencer as well for the safeties. But then again, guys, like, where does Dylan Tatum fit into all this? Is he gonna be a cornerback? Will he be a safety? A nickel? I, who's to say, because that's a really talented young gun that's gonna have to see the field this year as well. Anyway, back to the press conference. Mel Tucker said on last season, which um gonna just ride everyone. Five and seven. Didn't go all too great, but hey. There are no losses in life, only lessons. That's that's a quote that I said, not Mel Tucker. He said, "quote A tremendous learning experience, not just for the players, but for the coaches and support staff. We're going to roll our sleeves up and come to work every day with a relentless mindset." Now, Chris Solari of the Free Press, he asked him to expand on that. Like, what lessons exactly did you learn, other than, hey, gotta work hard in the offseason? season? Uh, He said, quote, football is a game of attrition and injuries are part of the game. It is no secret that injuries were a big story of Michigan State's season last year. But hey, there's ways to work around it. Mel Tucker said, quote, we've had to modify the way we are practicing to get to the games. They've done this in the spring. They have really really dropped back how many times they are hitting in practice. And uh, Mel Tucker put it, staying off the ground. The more you can stay off the ground, the healthier you are going to be. And we'll expect that for this fall camp coming up that starts next Wednesday for, yeah, maybe not using all the physicality that you did last year, just making sure that you're not crawling to week one, but you're walking into week one with a healthy, healthy army of players. Um, So, yeah, that's another thing that he expanded on. Also, not just learning how to practice, you know, stay injury-free, mitigate the damage on the IR, but, hey, how to build a roster. He said about the front seven on defense, quote, we needed to get bigger. We added 3 300 300-plus defensive tackles that have played major conference football talking about Dre Butler, Jarrett Jackson, and then the latest guy they added, massive, massive guy, uh, Jalen Sami out of Colorado. He also mentioned the three four-star defensive ends. Of course, the true freshman, Jalen Thompson uh, by Job, Andrew DePape, and then Tumasi Adelaide as well. So heavy emphasis on the front seven as well. And, hey, you know what? It took us this long to finally really get into quarterback talks. But, yeah, he did sound off on the quarterbacks, namely Noah Kim. He said, quote, Noah Kim is a winner, and that also is, quote, a top 20 fastest player on the team. Now, I saw a lot of this sentiment on Twitter, or X, whatever the hell they're calling it these days. Um, That, hey, that's that could either mean something really good, that Noah Kim is a top 20 fastest player on this team or it's really a sign of bad things to come that everyone else in the team is a little slow because uh, usually it's not your quarterback that's uh, in the upper echelon of lightning on your team but yeah um that's a fascinating quote and he was asked directly about Noah Kim it's not like he was asked broadly about quarterbacks and just talked about Noah Kim he talked a little bit about you know the quarterback battle saying that you know it's an open competition he didn't tip his hand of who's leading it or anything like that the only thing that he did say which you know I think is worth pointing out They're looking for three things in their quarterback. Tough, discipline, selfless. So whoever takes that week one snap against Central or, you know, kind of like what we suspect, maybe, you know, this opinion is subject to change as the fall camp goes on. But this could be a battle that goes into, you know, week two of the season. I think that they'll want to tidy things up have a bona fide starter named by that Washington game in week three, but that's what they're looking for. A little bit of toughness, a lot of bit of discipline, and also selflessness as well. Now, that's not all that Mel Tucker talked about here at his media day. We're going to get into team chemistry stuff. Yes, he did sound off on our favorite topic, the Penn State game at Ford Field. But first, hey, I just need to talk your ear off about linked-in jobs. Gang, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you, yes you, have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. That's my favorite part. So it's so easy that, quite frankly, even I can do it. And if I can do it, well, Laura knows that you could do it as well. Just add your job, the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile, and spread the word that you. Are hiring. It is why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So what are you waiting for? Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. That is LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege to post your job for free, terms and conditions. You got that right. They apply. Back into the mix here for Mel Tucker's Big Ten Media Day extravaganza, also in his opening statement, talked about how, hey, you know this team has never had stronger chemistry than they have going into this season. You know, a lot of bonding over the offseason, and he was asked to expand on that by Paul Fanson of Spartans Illustrated. That's right, go subscribe Spartans Illustrated. And he named, you know, dinners, dodgeball tournaments, which... God, I hope you have the quarterback on your team for those. Um, anyway, uh, kickball games, movies, team-building exercise, and you know, outside firms coming in, hosting some events as well for them. Now, I do want credit for not making a, well, hopefully the kickers didn't kick every ball out of bounds in the kickball tournaments joke. We're working on growth here. That's right. We're trying to go into the season with optimism. So I want credit for that. Anyway. The team chemistry said it's important, obviously, for all your guys to get to know each other, not just on the field, but off the field as well, specifically for those incoming players, whether they're transfers, whether they are incoming freshmen. So, yes, quote, our team is closer than they've ever been. We got the warm fuzzies going into this year as well. Not only are we chopping, not only are we going into this with a relentless attitude, but we got guys that like each other more than they've ever had going into a season. Gotta love media days. Uh, Anyway, hey, that's right. We're going to talk about our favorite topic right now, the Penn State game, moving to Ford Field. The topic that I've been more passionate about than, God, anything else that I could think of in the last year or two. And then, well, a lot of you guys as well. Mel Tucker said, hey, you know, he's fired up about the recruiting advantages. They obviously want to put an emphasis on Detroit recruiting. If you're going to recruit any part of the state, well, might as well make it Detroit. But also playing in front of a large alumni base. And this is something that we've talked about. I mean, this is where more MSU alumni are than in any other part of the state, let alone the country. So, of course, you know, Mel Tucker wasn't going to go up there and say, I don't know. I don't really like it so much. Yeah, he's a cheerleader for it. Kind of because he has to be, but all the reasoning that he did add as well, seems to check out. Uh, James Franklin, also one of the coaches that spoke at Media Day today, he likes the advantage of being able to play indoors, especially that late into the fall. It's going to be a little closer to Penn State's campus as well. But still, it's like a six-hour drive for them, so we'll see how many Penn State fans actually show up for that game. Uh, In the wake of all the Northwestern stuff and now the Minnesota stuff, well, he was asked about... What's going on with like hazing and all that stuff? Have anything to say about what you're doing over at your little program? And Mel Tucker said, yeah, we have an anti-hazing policy in place. We're going to reiterate it with the team before hitting fall camp coming up next Wednesday. That goes without saying. Um, Now is probably as good of a time as ever to really hammer home, we don't do hazing, not even if you think of Sarah, like, barely, sort of, somewhat hazing. Um, yeah. Uh, also, Stephen Brooks, uh, he tweeted this as well, said that they are going to continue some of the safety and contact limitations they implemented in spring ball. We talked about this earlier. So this is just a more direct quote backing that up. It's clear that last year's rash of injuries shaped up a lot of the thinking this offseason. Um, also, yeah, um, speaking of those two things, hazing staying injury-free, what's going on in Minnesota over there, P.J. Fleck? There's been a report that, yes, there has been some hazing issues going on over there ever since he took over in 2017, and, well, also, uh, more damning, uh, maybe. Uh, it depends. I'm not going to split hairs of what actually is worse because both are not good, but a lot of accusations of Fleck and the staff rushing guys back from injury, whether it being direct, like, hey, you're playing, or, making it really uncomfortable on the player, being like, hey, are you really that hurt? You can't tough it up. And then getting back on the field way too early. Again, I'm not going to be naive and say that's a Minnesota-specific problem. But, man, between hazing and that, it might, it might be a good time to tighten things up, and it looks like Mel Tucker has a grasp on that. Um, <laughs> speaking of, you know, just scandal, too, and all that stuff, I mean, it's it's been a fascinating Stretch here for the Big Ten because yes, you have Minnesota, you have Northwestern, and yeah, we're just gonna go off the cuff here. Yeah, you have, you know, the, the Michigan and Jim Harbaugh thing. He's gonna be suspended for four games. I think they're negotiating or stuff like that. And if you talk to anyone in that fan base, it's because he bought a recruit a cheeseburger. That's right. That's literally the only thing he did. I mean, never mind that. No, the reason he's getting pot for this is because he lied, and then well. More troubling, uh, lied about the lie, and it turns out when you not only lie to official organizations like the NCAA, but then you lie about those lines to people in power, turns out that they're not really going to go for that. So yeah, there's going to be a four-game suspension handed out. Uh, rumor has it that a coordinator could be suspended as well for a game. This all stems from stuff during the COVID years, like recruiting when they weren't supposed to, and whatever. Like. I, who cares? I, I mean, it, it's just funny to see across the aisle them just saying, oh, it's, it's all because of a cheeseburger. You know, like, no. Like I, At this point, though, I am convinced, like, Harbaugh can be arrested for committing arson on an orphanage, and all that the fans would say is, like, oh, my God. Punished for bringing warmth to children in need? How how could they? But no, it's just bizarro land over there. Or my favorite thing is, uh, oh, Tennessee. They were cheating. They were paying all sorts of recruits, and all they got was a slap on the wrist. Oh, they barely got punished. Like, have any of you even heard of what the news is? Do you guys even read these articles? I mean, okay, sure, unless you think every vacated win from the Jeremy Pruitt era, which... I get it. It's like five wins total, but a nine million dollar fine, a six year show cost for Jeremy Pruitt, plus if he's hired anywhere, anywhere, a one year suspension on top of that. Show causes for staffers, a booster is banned from any association with the program for ten years. I mean, what part of a slap on the wrist does that seem like? Like, no, they guys, they they got punished uh, and because they were kind of maybe sort of cooperative might be the operative word here uh, again that's just me though anyway let's just get right into it here uh hey more news broke this is from brett mcmurphy nbc dropped a lot of their prime time games for the upcoming year uh, and just other game times in general as well like the michigan state versus maryland game 3:30 p.m we already knew that but that was in the tweet as well but more newsworthy for us Michigan, Michigan State for the Paul Bunyan Trophy, October 21st, 7.30 p.m. kickoff as of now. I mean, that is the tentative time. It could get flexed. It could be the big noon kickoff game, or that game time can move. But right now, it's penciled in stone, I guess you can call it, 7.30. And yes, that is the first time in Spartan Stadium's history that it will be a night game and yes it is just you know one year after the tunnel kerfuffle happened last year and a lot of fans left that game saying that it's getting a little toxic around this rivalry it is at a fever pitch and I don't see it coming down any time soon and hey you know what Mel Tucker was asked about this as well at Big Ten Media Days how do you how do you rein this in how do you dampen the temperature of which this rivalry is at, whether it be on the field, off the field, in the fan base, on the message board, wherever have you. And then Mel Tucker gave the, the honest and kind of boring answer of, quote, well, I'm sorry, I'm going to back up here. This is from Alejandro uh, Zuniga of 24-7 Sports. I'm sorry if I butchered your name there, but he is a Michigan reporter, uh, tweeted this out because they do something behind enemy lines, apparently. Quote, Mel Tucker says, how do you rein it in? I don't know how you do that. There's not a day that goes by that I haven't heard something about that game. I don't know how you rein that in. It is what it is. Yeah, that's that's just the honest assessment of it. Like uh, Mel Tucker doesn't have all the answers how to dampen this rivalry, you know, how to calm the fan bases down, how to make it less competitive on the field. But that that didn't turn a lot of Michigan fans online from. Getting there. Jimmy's in a rustle here um, because okay, let's just you know go to some of the replies to that tweet on Twitter. Jay writes, "Damn, that's pretty interesting. That after years of D'Antonio purposely amping up the rivalry's toxicity, now we're supposed to try to rein it in. Wonder what changed. How dare Mark D'Antonio get his players fired up for a football?" Rivalry, And he went to crazy lengths to do it too. Really got toxic with it. Like the quote, it's never over, it'll never be over. A lot of Michigan fans have an issue with that quote. Or was the thing that D'Antonio did just win that game a lot more than you guys did? And you guys pooped your diaper a lot over that. And could not even wrap your minds around Michigan State being a dominant factor in this rivalry. I think it was just... That being what has changed and made it so toxic. But you know what? We're going to answer the question. What else has changed? Um, I don't know. You had a quarterback cutting wrestling promos saying that we're going to smash him before the game last year. Or, hey, you know what? How about the alumni players with losing records to Michigan State? Thank you, Taylor Luan or Jordan Lewis or... Any of you oddballs that couldn't string together even two wins against Michigan State? Uh, just running in your mouths before every single game. Or, hey, how about driving stakes into the field before games? Or, hey, how about throwing a temper tantrum for a photo op before a game? Uh, again, these are just some things that may have changed since Mark D'Antonio took over because, oh, Sparty's winning too much. Again, like, you want me to answer the question of what's changed, that's it. Or, hey, you know what, maybe Mike Morris trying to choke out a player on the field in Kenneth Walker two years ago. That might stick out a little bit here or there. Or, you know what, hey, how about instead of celebrating on the field with your team running into the tunnel into the opposing team that just lost a highly emotional game. And yes, it was horrible. (laughs) I've said as much ever since the incident happened, but good God, what did you think was going to happen? Again, it's awful. Still denounced by a large portion of the Michigan State fan base, of course, whereas, well, I... I got a feeling there would have been a statue commemorating it right next to the Bo Schembechler statue had things been switched around. But yes, it was terrible. But hey, at least our coaches uh, dished out punishments before the investigation even started. Or hey, you know, let's go back to Twitter. Uh, The people that are really upset about the dangerous Mel Tucker quote here. Josh writes, I think you start by punishing felonious assault by your own players and kicking violent criminals off your team. Well, Josh, I have... Great news for you. They were punished. Eight players. Six of them misdemeanor's, one of them not even charged and he still missed four games. One felony, and of course, he has a suspension that is going to total a year's worth of games. Yes. They they were punished, Josh. I have fantastic news for you. And you know what? Isn't it kind of ironic that hmm,
1: there was a
0: there's a team in the state as well who had a player tripling the speed limit on a morning with just guns and bullets rolling around in his back seat, and I don't know, you guys remember a punishment there? Or I, I remember him getting on the team flight to their next game and playing every game for the rest of their season. So if we're gonna do the whole punish your felonies argument, I, Josh, you just gotta drive up to Ann Arbor, man, and talk to your own coaching staff. We got things figured out over here. And then Lumpy says. It is what it is. Is that really how you feel, Mel? Your thug players winning a fight in the most unfair way? And one of these times, you Michigan fans are going to use the word you actually want to use. But until then, I will just, you know, enjoy you soiling yourself over very basic Mel Tucker quotes. I, it, is, it is shocking. Even for your guys' standard, how upset you get about a coach saying that, yeah, the rivalry's pretty heated. It's, it is pretty intense. Yeah, you guys feel that way too. Otherwise, you wouldn't be getting this wound up over the quotes. And it's okay to feel that way. It is. So, look, are we fans in the night game? Is this gonna help anything as far as the toxicity goes? No, of course not. But quite frankly, I don't know what you do either. What? Hey, take a few years off? No, I don't think that's gonna happen. You know, we got the protected rivalries coming up don't foresee that being a solution but I whatever I mean yeah it's gonna be fired up but hey that's an authentic rivalry all right this isn't one of the fake rivalries where hey the teams get together at a neutral site or the week of the games we're gonna cross your letters off on every sign in our campus but deep down you know that you know what you couldn't live without each other like no 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 this is a heated rivalry that is very authentic if, if Michigan just ceased to exist in the world of athletics, That'd be great. And they feel the same way about us as well. And I don't want things to change quite personally. So as we uh, get into more media day news here, hey, how about some roster updates? That's right. Let's uh, plummet from that down to just talking numbers on the program. But this fires some people up too. Uh, There are a lot of number watchers out there. Alante Brown. That's right. Receiver transfer out of Nebraska. He will be wearing number zero. That does not affect Chuck Brantley. He will still be wearing number zero as well, uh, just on defense, of course. Jalen Sami, that's right, the 8'9", the 490-pound defensive tackle, the, the biggest guy in the team, 99. Absolutely love that for him. Noah Kim has switched from the number 14 to the number 10, and then Kari Crump also ditching the 14. He is 37 this year. There's also a player missing on the roster when it came out to start media days. And uh, if you know who this player is and you are really in the weeds on Michigan state football lawn snapper, Mason Arnold. Yes. He used to play at Ohio state transferred to Michigan state this year. He was not on the roster. However, drew Wilson lawn snapper from lawn beach community college. He's transferring as well. He's on the roster. So we have our backup lawn snapper because Mel talked about him as well. Our starting lawn snapper hank pepper he's healthy he's back in action and man uh, mel tucker said as much i'm paraphrasing here but you really understand how important a lawn snapper is when you don't have your starter anymore um and god if you you know let's go back to that michigan game last year because that's that's when the backup lawn snapper had himself a performance that honestly almost had bryce Beringer drafted as a receiver instead of a punter uh boy i If if you don't understand the importance of a lawn snapper after last year, then I don't think you ever will. But yeah, uh, Mason Arnold, not here. It'll be Drew Wilson as backup lawn snapper. How about that for some off-season content? That's right. Backup lawn snapper discussion. And then we're going to end this thing just with, you know what, I want a press conference as well. We're going to go to the mailbag here. Travis has the question for us. Hey, Matt, got a trick play question for you. What in your mind would you make for a more fun trick play Reverse handoff to the tight end or the good old big boy defensive lineman handoff. Oh boy. I'm going back to the glory days here. And not and not just high school. Like no, it's even more pathetic than that. We're gonna go back to the middle school glory days. The sixth grade flag football championship last drive. Our team ran a quadruple reverse halfback pass. Those 6th grade idiots across from us had no idea what to do on defense. We blew their coverage up. Easy touchdown for the win. So I'm going to go with the closest thing to that. I love nothing more than a tight end shuttle pass. That little reverse there that you brought up, Travis. The, the reverse handoff to the tight end. That's what we're going to go with here. Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need that to be a fast tight end. I hate to be picky, but we're going to have to see some speed on that tight end. I don't want this guy running out there with... 12 speed from Madden, but yeah, that is what I'm gonna go with right now. Unless we're at the one yard line, we're, yeah, just give it to Jalen Sami. I think that'd be a great time. Or god, you know who I would trust my life with on short yardage situations? Eight ball Simeon Barrow. Again, the guy's like six foot four, two hundred ninety pounds, and that that is not a fluffy two ninety. That is a chiseled two ninety. I, I would not mind seeing him get a touch of the rock inside the one-yard line at Spartan Stadium this year. Why not? Just give it a try. All right, gang. Thanks a lot. Fun episode. I mean, you know what? Like, I, I know that we always talk about how Mel Tucker doesn't say a lot during press conferences, but we, we certainly got a lot out of that one as well. A lot out of the fan base down the road. They always deliver. Never on schedule. Always on time. And then, hey, some backup lawn snapper talk for you to just shut things down. All right, gang. Hey, until next time, you will find us. Locked on Spartans. Go enjoy the rest of your day. Love you all. Go